better lock the doors, turn up the radio, strap yourself in. Because it's time for the Matt White Show. The guy who's the color commentator for Mississippi State football and SEC baseball. So, yeah, he brings a lot to the game. And he's right here. Right now. All right, sit up straight. Pay attention. Lend me your ear. Welcome to the show, the Thursday edition in the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau Insurance, go! With the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance around the great state of Mississippi. Your hometown heroes, that's your local Farm Bureau Insurance agents. Hey, y'all. What you want to talk about today? Uh, There's some stuff to get into. Now, we never did dive in neck deep in the basketball talk yesterday. Just didn't get there. And then you had another game last night. So Ole Miss lost two nights ago. State won last night. We'll see where everything is. Uh, you know, so in terms of midweek games, SEC men's basketball is in the book. So look ahead of the weekend. Time to get into that too. But just because of my own druthers, you know what that is, right? What you'd rather do, your druthers. Uh, I want to talk NFL playoffs. Here we Football go. Football in America is a special game, a unique game. Played nowhere else on earth, it is a rare game. The men who play it make it so. It's time to make some NFL playoff picks. Now, look, I know it's Thursday. Tomorrow's Friday. we got one more show before all of it jumps off on Saturday, right? I get it. I get it. But still, I think today's the time to do it. What's the better way to say it? Today's the day I want to do it. (laughs) That's what I really meant to say. So we need to make some playoff picks, see what we think about it, because I'm excited about it. You're going to get Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. You can ask a question, like, why is it so hard to find an actual bracket for the NFL playoffs? Like, anybody can tell me what the schedule is. You know, I want to look at the bracket. Why is that? Is it because I... I'm used to looking at brackets for other stuff. Maybe this is it. Let's see. Is this a bracket? Here we go. Yeah, here we go. So get them on in here. Who do you think is going to win what? Who's going all the way and why? We'll talk about that right now. Lots of ways for you to express your opinion on this, and I hope you will. If you're on the live stream, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, feel free to comment. Type in the comment. Hit submit or hit comment. I'll see it right here all in one place. So hey to y'all on the live stream if you're tuning in that way. Call me on the Divinity phone, Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson. You're a Kubota dealer. The oldest Kubota dealer in the U.S., in fact, means Divinity's been doing it better longer than anyone else. So call me on the Divinity phone, 995-1059. Or text me on the Country Pleasing text line, Country Pleasing Sausage on grocery store shelves all throughout the southeast and on Walmart shelves. I get mine at Walmart a lot. Uh, the text line is 885-ESPN or 885-3776, and that is a 601 number. All right, so schedule. you got Saturday, Sunday, Monday games. Saturday games. This is chronological. Who day? Somebody texted me who day, and I think they're a Bengals fan. Uh, who day? The Bengals. 
are hosting the Raiders. Uh, it be the first NFL playoff game. It'll be at 3.30 Central Time on Saturday on NBC. I'm going to go through it, then I'm come back and pick them. Uh, New England then Saturday afternoon, or Saturday night, 7.15 kick on CBS, uh, Patriots at Buffalo. Sunday game, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. You get the early game on Sunday noon. Fox is Eagles at Buccaneers. Okay, then the uh, afternoon game, Cowboys hosting the 49ers at 3.30 on CBS out in Dallas. And then the late game, Sunday night, is the Chiefs, Chiefs hosting the Steelers. 7.15 kick on NBC Sunday Night Football from Arrowhead Stadium. I don't know what the weather's going to be like either uh, in Kansas City on Sunday night. You look that up. Some of these, because you know, like what, Buffalo on Saturday, we'll look we'll look the weather up in Buffalo too uh, for the weekend. Not going to have to worry about it in Dallas. Don't even have to worry about it in Tampa, Cincinnati. You never know um, there. And then uh, the Monday game, you got one game. It's Monday night football. It's division rivals, NFC West, the Arizona Cardinals. They'll go to Los Angeles to take on the Rams. That's a 7-15 kick, Monday night football. So what was the one we were looking at? Oh, Kansas City. Kansas City, Missouri. I'm pulling up the the weather app right here. Okay, here it is. Look at here. You know that. Hey, Bill, good afternoon to you, by the way. Yes, good afternoon. So have you peeked ahead at the weekend weather? I've been watching it on the news that there's going to be some tough stuff north of us for sure. Yeah, I wondered what they were saying in the Jackson area. Maybe just rain this weekend in Jackson? Yeah, I think the, all the snow and the ice and stuff is going to be to the north of us. Okay. Well, see, I had looked at it, too, and at one point a couple of days ago, they were saying like most of north Mississippi had a real serious chance of snow on Sunday because the front's going to come through Saturday night and the temperature's just going to bottom out. And that Sunday, a lot of that precipitation would turn to snow. It sort of changed over the last 24 hours. Like I live in Tupelo, and now they're saying – Ah, you may get a flurry or two on Sunday, but it'll probably be too warm. And day-to-day it changes. But that whole system, you know, again, to point this out, Sunday, well, okay, so they'll be out of the woods on Saturday. Okay, so for instance, Kansas City is playing on Sunday night. Um, Sunday in Kansas City, uh, 33 degrees is the high. It's going to be super-duper cold, but there's no precipitation on Sunday. But Saturday in Kansas City is when that big front's coming through there, and it's going to dump a bunch of snow, 29 degrees. All right, So and they're playing on Sunday, so you know they'll clear the field or whatever. Now, let's see. Buffalo, much further east, but that's on Saturday night. So I wonder if there's a chance that weather affects that game. See, like it's 38 degrees right now. Nope. No, they're going to hit it just right, but it's going to be super cold. Okay, so at least right now, according to the weather, Patriots go to the Bills, play in Buffalo Saturday night. It's going to snow like crazy today and tomorrow in Buffalo, but snow chances are really slim during all during Saturday, and then on Monday it's going to dump a bunch more snow in Buffalo. So it's like, I don't know if it'll be snowing during the game, at least according to the current weather models. You don't really have to worry about it anywhere else. Um, All right, so my picks would probably look like this. 
Well, I'll tell you what. I'll give you my picks after I say hey to everybody that's saying hey to me. First up on the Facebook live stream, Debbie says, hey, Matt, Bill, Homecoming Queen, Hail State. Matt and Bill are here. Homecoming Queen's running around here somewhere. She's busy. She's doing something else. Uh, White Denzel was the first to text the show today, and he said one of my favorite quotes from Greg Maddox, no need to steal the sign. I'll tell you what I throw. It's an 89-mile-hour sinker, and you won't even swing at it. <laughs> I love it. Thanks, Denzel. And get me in a baseball mood. All right, unnamed. No, this is Jim. Jim said, Hail State, Matt from Cincinnati, and Go Bengals, who day? On the country, please, and text line. Now, how about that? We are connecting people. We're connecting country pleasing with people who live in Cincinnati, Ohio, right here via text message on the show and live stream. So uh, thanks for the text. Robbie texted the show, said, talk about the importance of a win for Dak and the Cowboys. I mean, Robbie, really, uh, no doubt. We're not, hadn't picked it yet, but, you know, you just look at the year, injury last year, mild injuries this year. Been a funky kind of year for their offense, so up and down, so explosive. And we call them up and down, and they still lead the league in most categories offensively. All that stuff. Defense, having a great year. Got a DB leading the league in interceptions, setting records that way. You know, defense to pair with the offense, and expectations are through the roof for the Cowboys. And now they're going to host the 49ers in round one, who, what did the 49ers do well? Play defense and run the ball. And it's going to be, uh, and you're right, you know, important for them to win. Wow. Uh, H Day, he texted and said, Can y'all find any substitute? What does he say? For the syndicated guy who sounds like the lookout for the step to Bill Murray and Groundhog Day. Oh, the guy on Groundhog Day who went, Watch out for that first step. It's a doozy. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. You think he sounds like that, huh? Uh, Mansplain texted the show. He said, white death is coming. That's what they call snow around here. <laughs> white de- death. Uh, stock up on milk and bread. Yeah. So you can have milk sandwiches. <laughs> All right. Uh, we had one who day. We got one text, and this is from Raider Nation, who says, we dim Raiders for Coach Madden. Okay. So you think that they'll have a little little charm this year in the playoffs. The Raiders will be cause of Coach Madden's death here recently. We will see about that. And then Tatted Brad says, Matt, did you know that no one has ever sent a text message about the Bengals winning a playoff game? The last time they won was in 1991. The first text message was sent in 1992. Now, hey, There is an early entry for text of the day. When you give me some history, when it is interesting and it's something I didn't already know, therefore educational, you are the leader in the clubhouse, (laughs) Brad, for the text of the day. It was the first text that was sent. The precursor to the Country Pleasing Sauces text line. Country Pleasing, it comes from Country Meat Packers, Highway 49, Florence, Mississippi. It's the best stuff you ever put in your mouth. Uh, the precursor was the first text ever sent, and he says it was in 1992. The last time the Bengals won a playoff game was the year before that. Good lands. That's a long streak. And we're not talking about like Super Bowls or anything. We're talking about playoff games. 
I think when, Collinsworth was playing for him then, wasn't he? <laughs> Heck, man, he might have been. I think he probably was. See, would. I remember the Boomer Esiason and Icky Woods team. Boomer Esiason was a quarterback. Icky Woods was a running back. And they played – all right, don't quote me on this. Uh, let, me, let me see. I think they played what? Joe Montana and the 49ers in the Super Bowl and, and got whipped but did reach a Super Bowl. And I'm guessing – I was thinking that was about – he may, that may be what he's talking about, 91. See, now he's got me wanting to look it up. I bet that's what it was. I bet that's what it was. All right, back over to it. Let's pick them. First game of the weekend. Raiders, Bengals. 3.30 NBC Saturday. You know, uh, honestly, I feel like it'll be Bengals. They are at home. And the thing about it is, you know, we, we how much weight do you place on sort of these, if you want to call it a trend or history or mojo or luck or what, I don't know what you call it. But, you know, we got somebody pointing out how long it's been since Cincinnati won a playoff game. And super-duper talented. Their offense has been so fun to watch and have gotten better, and they do have people healthy. But, you know, it's all inexperience. And playoff football is a lot different than regular season football. It just is. And so Joe Burrow playing in his first playoff game. You know, so many of their other weapons. First playoff game. It, it makes it hard to pick them. You know, honestly, if they were playing somebody else on that AFC side, like if they had wound up hosting New England, you know, I, I might go Patriots. But they've got a, you know, a first-time playoff quarterback themselves in Mac Jones. You know, again, if I... I'm trying my best to talk myself out of. If I were to back up and just just back away and look at the four teams that are playing on Saturday, all AFC teams, the four teams playing on Saturday, two of them have brand-new quarterbacks, a second year and a first year. Really, Joe Burrow is like a first-year quarterback because he got hurt last year, you know. And then the other two, Buffalo and the Raiders, Buffalo and Las Vegas, they both have veteran QBs who've kind of been through the wars a little bit more. Uh, so I'm trying to – I'm almost looking at that, trying to talk myself out of it. But I'll go with Cincinnati. I'll go with Cincinnati at home to win their first playoff game since 1991 by beating the Raiders. And I think it'll be a close game when it's all said and done. I don't think it'll be one of these, you know, high-scoring close games. You know, maybe somewhere in the neighborhood of one of those, you know, 24-21 type of games for Cincinnati. I'll go with that. Okay, and then the night game on Saturday is uh, Josh Allen and the Bills hosting Mac Jones and the Pats. Now, this is – I like this matchup. And – Really, you know, you go back to preseason and beginning of the year, there was a lot of hype around the Bills. They dropped a couple of games in there, but here they are. And they're at home, playing in a cold night game. Place will be livid. 
I think I'll go with Buffalo. Score, I'm not really sure about score. But I, but I think um, I think Josh Allen will pull through. And so, uh, yeah, I guess I'm going with both home teams on Saturday. Cincinnati over the Raiders and Bills over the Pats. So then let's uh, flip to Sunday. I want to know your picks, too, and you know, kind of what you're thinking. Don't let my picks sway you. Tell me what you really think. Put them in there in the comments or text me on the Country Please and text line 885-ESPN or 885-3776. I'm definitely going with Tom Brady and the Buccaneers at home on Sunday uh, at noon hosting the Eagles. I think the Eagles defense can make it interesting. Slay is having an outstanding year. Former Mississippi State Bulldog at corner. You got Fletcher Cox, veteran in there. He's got one Super Bowl ring already. You know, that's a bunch of veteran players at, in Philadelphia. Well, I say a bunch. The veteran players in Philadelphia have playoff experience and been through it. I don't know how many they have. And what they don't have is experience at quarterback. Look, let's just say it like it is. And Jalen Hurts, I like him. But you don't take Jalen Hurts as your quarterback on the road to visit Tom Brady in the playoffs and win. You don't do it. So I'm, I'm, I'm safely picking the Buccaneers would be happy to see an upset, but it would be a major upset in my mind. And then Cowboys 49ers. I'm just being honest here. I think the Cowboys are primed to make a playoff run. I really do. They have had their issues. Hadn't been in sync. People have been in and out offensively. You know, so it was a little bit of a roller coaster ride. But you look up, and overall, they still lead the league in these major categories, scoring and everything else. And they're so explosive. And they're just going to turn it up a notch now that they are in into this playoff mode that they came into the year with this expectation in a big way. And it's like the whole year was to set you up for it. Now they're there. I think guys like Dak and CeeDee Lamb and others will respond to that. Ezekiel Elliott, I think others will respond to that. So I think it'll be a low scoring or lower scoring than some people think. I don't think the teams get in the 30s. I think Dallas will beat San Francisco. And, yeah, I uh, Roshana, I saw your comment about the late game on Saturday. Roshana on Facebook said, hey, Matt, I guess you're saying it'll be a cold day in H-E double hockey stick if my Steelers beat your Chiefs. Well, quite literally. It's just going to be a cold day up there, yes. Um, but they, at least for right now, they're not saying it's going to snow during the game. But, you know, again, Ben Roethlisberger's kind of been through all of it. Um, yeah, it feels like one of those at home, Chiefs are a much better team. I, I will say, too, I, I enjoy so much watching Najee Harris play. But I think this will be... His and the Steelers' last game of the year. Chiefs will win at home on Sunday night in advance. And then the Monday night game is really tough. Okay, It's tough. Arizona, Los Angeles. Rams at uh, Rams hosting Cardinals. I have not looked to see what they did in the regular season, if they split or if one team won them both. I, I just don't know uh, how they went. But I like Arizona. You know, watching them, when they went to Dallas a couple of weeks ago and won and and caught, they got a win in Dallas when Dallas was doing some good stuff. And, 
You know, I'm kind of the same way, Roshana. I don't know that I really trust Stafford after watching him last week against, um, who was it, the 49ers late in the game. And and I got to say, with in a clutch situation, with a, a do-or-die situation like the playoffs, I think I, I trust Kyler Murray and that Arizona team. So I'm going to take Arizona uh, to beat the Rams. Okay, so if those things happen – if my picks happen, I'm interested in what yours are. If my picks happen, is this right? We get well. I don't know how to look at this. Would the Would the Titans host Buffalo? Yeah. But then the question is, would the Bengals host Kansas City or the other way around? See, that I don't know, according to the bracket I'm looking at. But I think those are the matchups you would get. Right. And then you would get Packers. You'd get Packers hosting the, what, Buccaneers? (laughs) If those picks happen. And then you'd have Dallas in a rematch with Arizona in the second round. I think I have those right. I'll check that during the break to make sure those, you know, those implications on the next one are what you would have. That'd be that'd be interesting. All right, just getting started with you here today on this Thursday. We got basketball to get into. Another historical football nugget. I think you will enjoy. That's coming up. And the transfer portal continues to spin, and I have an update for you. Maybe a little breaking news. It's all next. Stick around. And here comes Matt Wyatt up to the plate. The pitch. Whoa! It's a high fly! Knocking him out of the park for great sports talk. I'm talking way back. It's the Matt Wyatt Show. Got them all wrong. <laughs> That's what I did. <laughs> the follow-up matchups. If my picks on these NFL playoffs go the way I said they would go, then um, I got the bracket wrong. Here's what it would be. Saturday games, I took the two home teams. This is just winners. I'm not doing spread stuff. Uh, I took the two home teams, Bengals and Bills, to win in advance. And it looks like... (laughs) It looks like Sunday I took all three home teams also. Tampa, Dallas, Kansas City. And then Monday I took the road team, Arizona. So, you know, you take all those home teams, you kind of feel like, uh, that's probably not going to happen. But anyway, as far as figuring out, if those picks of mine fall uh, in line, here are the matchups the following week. Okay, so Green Bay and the Titans, they have the bye. So they get the lowest remaining seed on their respective sides of the bracket, depending on what happens this weekend. All right. So if the Eagles were to upset Tampa, Eagles would go to Lambeau the following week. If Tampa wins, but the 49ers win. If the 49ers were to upset Dallas and and, and the Eagles didn't win, then the 49ers would go to Lambeau. But if, like I picked, 
both Dallas and Tampa win their home playoff games, that would send the winner of the Arizona versus Los Angeles Rams game to Lambeau the following week. Okay, so again, to back up, if my picks hold, then Arizona's going to go to Lambeau and play Green Bay the following week. On the other side, Tennessee's having to wait until Sunday to find out who it's going to play because of the matchups in the AFC. If the Steelers upset the Chiefs, then the Steelers would go play the Titans in Nashville the next week. But I picked the Chiefs to win. That puts the lowest-seeded winner of the other two AFC wildcard games on Saturday into a matchup with the number one seed. So anybody else. like So if, in other words, Kansas City wins, which is what I picked, Kansas City wins, it means that anybody from the AFC elsewhere, Cincinnati or Buffalo, one of those is going to uh, Tennessee if Kansas City wins. The only thing is I don't know, I didn't look at the seedings to see which one, Cincinnati or Buffalo, like where they seated. You may see where they're seated. All right, I'm going to get some help now with my bracket. From Louvier on the Divinity Equipment phone line on line one. What's up, Louvier? Well, good afternoon, gentlemen, and go Saints. I, I thought uh, when I was listening to you, you, you had confused yourself. The uh, the NFL playoff bracket is not like, the, say, the March Madness bracket mm-hmm. where you just put a blank and, and all the teams on the first two rows and then the winner goes straight across. Right. In the NFL, uh, the... The, the highest seed has, let's just say, the highest seed has the lowest number. So the Packers are the one. Well, the lowest number or the highest seed remaining will always host. It's right. always the host game. Okay. So the, the highest the highest number plays at the lowest number. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So uh, uh, and so you've only got uh, two teams with a bye, one from each conference. So You've got one through seven. If the seven wins, the seven play at one. If the four wins, the four plays at one. Unless the five or the six happen to upset their opponent. So yeah. you, you can't just fill them in and go across. Yeah, I got you. you got to look at the numbers. Okay. Lowest number plays. Uh, uh, the lowest number hosts the highest remaining number, and it goes that way. Okay. Throughout the playoff, and the Saints happen to be the eight, and so there was no bracket for the eight, and so I, I, it's it's painstaking for me. But the Saints will not win Super Bowl Fifty Six. They will, however, win Super Bowl Fifty Seven. I know I'm a bit premature on that, <laughs> but uh, that's what's going to happen. You heard it here first. Gotcha. You know I love your show, and go Saints. Thanks, Olivier. Thank you. Yes, I needed that education. I sure did. Needed it. Uh, And now the only thing I'm lacking in terms of the information on this is the seating for the weekend. Okay, so let's see. I need Cincinnati's seed, and then I need... um, Buffalo seed because I don't know it off the top of my head. I hate to say it, but that's something I ought to know by now. 
Because I've looked at it about 10 times a day getting ready for this deal. And uh, doggone, I didn't look at it. So I would assume, I would assume Cincinnati would be a lower seed than, or a, should I say a higher number? Here it is. So the Bills are the three and Cincinnati's a four. Okay. So if my bracket does what I said it's going to do, then the Bengals are going to Nashville the following week to take on the Titans. So there we go. Because the Bills are a three seed and the and the Bengals are a four. Man. Whew. Tell you, man, that's like work. All those numbers, all that thinking. <laughs> hey, and Nick, you're right. Nick on the country please and text line says there's some teams in there that are glad the Rams were choking dogs and kept that Saints defense out of the playoffs, and Tampa being one of them. Right. Right. So in two years, Tom Brady and Tampa are 0-4 in the regular season against the Saints, but they won the one playoff game. They did win that. So they're what, 1-4? They won the one that mattered most? I was just thinking about the Packers, and now I'm going to jump to basketball. So the Packers are sitting here 13-4, and and you're going, how good are they? I mean, they're in that bad division. They're a little bit like the Cowboys in that they were in a bad division. Green Bay in there with Minnesota, Chicago, and Detroit. You know, Green Bay, the only team in their division above 500. I mean, so even the Cowboys division better than this bunch. They were in the uh, NFC North. So they go 13-4 and four in a bad division, and you're sitting here going, they're the one seed, but how good are they? Started the season off with that weird loss to the Saints, and the Saints just blew them out, and then rattled off seven straight wins, but those wins were over the Lions. <laughs> 49ers by two points, okay, on the road. Steelers, all right. One at the Bengals by three. Remember that? They can't, nobody could hit a field goal. 25-22. Beat the Bears. Beat the Redskins. I mean, the sorry, they're not the Redskins anymore. The Washington football team. And then a really nice three-point win on the road at the Cardinals. Now, so to in that seven-game win streak in the first half of the year for Green Bay, to their credit, it's close wins against good teams. And a bunch of them on the road, at Cardinals, at Bears, at 49ers, at Bengals. Okay. But then went to the Chiefs, lost a low-scoring game, beat the hapless Seahawks, shut them out. Congrats on that. And then lose on the road to Minnesota in the division. Kind of inexcusable, give up 31, lose on the road by a field goal. Vikings just fired everybody. Beat the Rams, nice win, beat them by eight. Scored a bunch of points against the Bears. Beat the Ravens by 1.31-30. That was on the road. They've won close road games. They deserve credit for that. This is an Aaron Rodgers deal for sure. Two-point win over the Browns. Got some revenge on the Vikings. Came back, beat them by 27. Okay, you get credit for that. And then season's in the bag at the at that point after they uh, that happened. And they played the Lions in Detroit the last week and lost that one. It was like a so-what game for them. So, I mean, they are good. They've earned the number one seed, but in a very bad division. One and one against the Vikings, who was a a sub-500 football team in their division. Two and oh against the Bears, two and uh, one and one against the Lions. So, um, I mean, it's Aaron Rodgers, it's the Packers. They are without their best offensive lineman, Elton Jenkins, who got hurt in the middle of the year. 
So just because they're sitting up there as a one, I don't know that you necessarily just chalk them up as the the favorite in the NFC. I really don't. I really don't feel that you would do that. Jim on Facebook says, "Who day? I did not realize we had so many Bengals fans around here. Where are y'all coming from? Just out of nowhere, Debbie." On Facebook says, Who Day? Love Joe Burrow. I grew up with his daddy, Who Day. So y'all grew up together in Amory, Mississippi, or Monroe County, or parts thereabouts. Now, this is for later in the show. I'm going to come back to this um, maybe sooner than later. Four-star quarterbacks, uh, three four-star quarterbacks just announced that they're leaving Alabama. Really? So I saw the news overnight that... um, What's his name? Paul Tyson, the grandson of Bear Bryant, is transferring from Alabama. But so there are others. I'll have to look that up, Will, and see who those are. Is, is that kid Milrow one of them? Because if he is, that kid is super-duper uber-talent if he's transferring. You got to pull up some highlights of that kid. Just watch him throw. Watch his throwing motion. There's <laughs> something else. Yeah, 13 to 7 loss to the Chiefs for the Packers this year. Res Dog telling me Rodgers did not play against the Chiefs and seems like that would have made a difference, don't you think? All right. Look for two and a half hours of radio going back to yesterday. I have said I would mention basketball and get into it. I promise I'll do that next. I'm Matt in the Bureau, Farm Bureau Insurance Studio on a Thursday. Stay with me. Hi, back with you. Here we are in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau Insurance, go! With the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau. What is it over here on the text line? What did he say? Jonathan's just texted the show. And he said, uh, Matt, for two and a half hours of radio, I've been telling you I talk basketball. MSU fans, it's cool. Feel free to use that time to give us your thoughts on who will fill the backup right fielder spot in a few weeks. <laughs> Dad Gummit, hey, they won last night, Jonathan. They ought to want to talk basketball. Yeah, they won last night. They beat Georgia, the national champs. Sure did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, State beat Georgia last night, 88-72, to behind a big scoring night for Iverson Molinar, 28.7 assists. He's the key. He's the key. He goes off, they go off. He doesn't, they don't. Right, Roshana? Roshana on Facebook says Molinar is the key for this team. Yeah, I'd agree with you on that. So what do you have? Had seven assists, 28 points. Needed a few more bounce passes to have a double-double. Uh, and he only took two three-pointers and hit one of them. 
the other thing I noticed was, yeah, let's see. So, uh, Moore hit a couple of threes. He took six, though. He hit a couple of threes and had eight points. Didn't Was there a double-double in there or not? Hmm. Your leading rebounder was Javion Davis off the bench with six rebounds. You know, so as a team, how does that compare? As a team, they actually got out-rebounded by Georgia. I mean, it's like time of possession stat, right? Like sometimes it means something, sometimes it doesn't. Uh, so the, as a team, you know, it's kind of like three-point range, kind of the same way um, they were against Ole Miss. They went five of State went five of eighteen from three-point range, twenty-seven percent. But you know, differences a little bit better at the floor, and and Molinar took over the game, and so matchups played out for them. And uh, State gets a win. They go to 11-4. and four. And we'll take a peek ahead of the weekend. Other results last night in the SEC. You had LSU, 12th-ranked LSU, with a win on the road at Florida. Good ball game. Six-point win, 64-58. And Arkansas absolutely blew out Missouri in Fayetteville last night. I don't know if there was some kind of issue with Missouri, if they were missing players or what. You know, Missouri, a couple of ball games ago, looked great, upset Alabama. Of course, that was in Missouri. But at Bud Walton Arena last night, <laughs> Arkansas led at halftime 49-15. to 15. Whew. Can you imagine being a Ar- uh, Missouri fan? What if you were a Missouri fan, bought a ticket to that game in Arkansas and went to it? 49-15 to 15 at halftime, Arkansas wound up beating them 87 87- to 43. <laughs> Beat them by 44 points. Well, how does that happen? All right, and then two nights ago, they had a great game in Tuscaloosa two nights ago. The Auburn men's team, highly ranked, top five team. Now, how did Bruce Pearl manage to assemble a top five team at Auburn? Huh? Time out. Hold on, hold on. I'll tell you what happened in the game. It was a great game the other night. It was. It was a heck of a ball game, but I, I'm just asking. And they're on probation. You realize that, don't you? All right, no, no, play this out. <laughs> Some of it's not even funny. I shouldn't laugh. Bruce Pearl gets zapped by the NCAA while he was coaching at Tennessee, and he's out of coaching. He's like a TV analyst. Gets back in coaching because Auburn hires him. Look, if you had a little bit of a sketchy pass, don't worry about it. Auburn will hire you. (laughs) So they hire Bruce Pearl. And, man, he's loading up with players. And all of a sudden, the FBI starts tapping wires. Right? That's what you do. Wire tap. You tap the wire. They start tapping wires. And Auburn, former Auburn great and assistant, Chuck Person is going to jail. Auburn gets a sentence handed down on probation after getting investigated for three years. Okay, so my question is, how did Bruce Pearl manage to assemble a top five team basketball at Auburn? They had a great game the other night in Tuscaloosa. I mean, a great game. Auburn beat Alabama 81-77. to 77. <laughs> They're still laughing. 
Come on. <laughs> Was it that funny? <clears throat> I repeat, Auburn beat Alabama 81 to 77 in basketball at Coleman Coliseum. Auburn went to 15 and 1, 4 and 0, and Alabama's at 11 and 5, 2 and 2. You know, if Auburn and LSU play each other in basketball later this year, here's my question. Should they should they all Never mind. I'm not going to say that. I was just going to say, anybody working in NCAA enforcement right now, should they all attend that game? (laughs) Did they get free tickets? (laughs) Auburn versus LSU. Speaking of, 18th ranked Kentucky beat Vanderbilt two nights ago, 78-66. Tennessee had a 20-point win over South Carolina. And Texas A&M beat Ole Miss uh, back on Tuesday night, 67-51 in uh, men's basketball. So let's look ahead to Saturday matchups around the SEC. State is going to host Alabama. It'll be a 5 p.m. tip-off at Humphrey Coliseum Saturday evening on the SEC Network. If you want to watch it, you can listen to it here if you hear my voice. And I would just highly, highly suggest, even if you are watching it, I would highly suggest listening to it with Neil Price and Coach Richard Williams if you value your brain cells. Uh, And Ole Miss on Saturday night is going to host Auburn. The aforementioned fourth-ranked Auburn Tigers, 15-1. and They're going to go into the pavilion at Ole Miss. Ole Miss um, coming off uh, a one-in-one week. They beat Mississippi State on Saturday. They um, lost to Texas A&M in the midweek. Ole Miss, you know, at times can really get up and play well at home and have done that in the past under Kermit um, Davis. They have gotten up even for some of these good Auburn teams. Elsewhere around the SEC on Saturday, you know, a lot of us are going to be watching NFL football, right? And and this will be kind of the filler in between, but just being honest. Uh, Tennessee has got a ranked team. Tennessee goes to Kentucky. 22nd-ranked Tennessee will be at 18th-ranked Kentucky at noon on ESPN on Saturday. Also at noon, the SEC Network, Florida goes to South Carolina. A couple teams that aren't very good. Um, ESPN 2, 1 o'clock, 12th-ranked LSU. They are 15-1, hosting Arkansas, who is 11-5. And, and Arkansas is a little bit Jekyll and Hyde. You know, the loss to state and blow out Missouri. Speaking of Missouri, 2.30 on Saturday, Missouri will host Texas A&M. And then uh, Saturday evening on ESPN 2, Georgia, who is 5-11 on the year, they are 0-3 in the SEC, will host Vanderbilt, who's 9-6 and 1-2. And and they get an ESPN2 time slot for that one. ESPN2, continuing the tradition. Of January, Saturday's putting everybody to sleep with Vanderbilt at Georgia in men's basketball. I could do what I got to do when NFL football is going on everywhere else, I guess. I guess. <laughs> what did Roshan say? <laughs> he used Chick-fil-A bags this time, praise the Lord. Who owes it? McDonald's bags? And then now it's Chick-fil-A bags. <laughs> um, now, Roshan says that State will have an advantage in the post against Alabama. What I don't know, y'all may know, is if Tolu Smith is going to be back for State anytime soon. When he's in, you know, there's several teams who you'll have a matchup 
advantage against. Uh, White Denzel on the country pleasing text line. He says something about me needing to be honest. I'm curious. While I firmly believe Georgia was the best team this year, I can't help but wonder what Alabama's offense would have looked like this year with Kiffin or Sark calling plays instead of O'Brien, especially in the title game. Yeah. It's a good question. It's a good question. No, you you just from a continuity standpoint, you kind of feel like maybe they would have been ahead if Sark had stayed there. Maybe. But that is a, a good question. It's not like I'm down on O'Brien. Did a great job. You know, it's like you go, especially in the title game, but look at the job that he did calling those plays and coaching that offense in the SEC championship game against that same Georgia defense. You know, put up 40-plus points on them and kind of embarrassed them, did something nobody else has done this year. So, I don't know. That's a really curious question there, Denzel. It is a thought provoker. Robbie, appreciate you being a good sport. We were just having a little laugh at Auburn basketball recruiting. He said it's because it's God's country over there, and he gave me a war eagle. I'll tell you this. Put me on wire road south of Auburn, heading towards Auburn, and I'm a happy fella. That's one of the most beautiful places in the world, in my opinion. And yes, it is out in the middle of nowhere. All right, that's it for hour number one. Hour two coming up next here in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. I'm Matt Bill is here. You're here. That's what we need. We've got another hour coming your way. Stick around. 